Hello, this is Father John Arnold, and this is Oral Valley Catholic. Welcome back. So we'll spend some time with the Gospel of John during both Holy Week and Easter. And John says that Jesus is the light that came into the world. And he tells the story of Holy Week and Christ's resurrection around darkness and light. For instance, in John's Gospel, at the Last Supper, when the when Jesus and the 11 disciples leave to go across to the Kidron Valley, John says meaningfully, and it was dark. The next time you hear him say something about the lighting situation, it's on the morning of the first week. That's Sunday morning for us, which is the first day of the week for the Jews. And what John's gospel says, and it was dawn when Mary Magdalene entered into the to the graveyard to find Jesus's body. We celebrate Tenebrae at St. Mark because it's very much about the darkness. That's what the word Tenebrae means. And in this Oro Valley Catholic, I want to share our Tenebrae celebration with you to introduce to you the traditional music that was sung, but also the gospel readings. And so let's begin by joining the St. Mark community with an opening prayer as we enter into Tenebrae, the time of darkness. Good evening, welcome to Tenebrae. Let us begin in the ancient sign of our faith. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Amen. Enlighten, O God of compassion, the hearts of your children, sanctified by penance and in your kindness, Grant those you stir to a sense of devotion, a gracious hearing when they cry out. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Our first hymn, performed by the Scola Cantorum of St. Mark Parish, is Adoramos de Criste, composed by Orlando de Lasso in the 16th century.
in Tenebrae, various hymns are interspersed with readings from the Gospels, all concerning the Passion of Christ. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. On the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples came up to Jesus and said, Where do you wish us to prepare the Passover supper for you? And he said, Go to this man in the city and tell him, The teacher says, My appointed time draws near. I am to celebrate the Passover with my disciples in your house. The disciples then did as Jesus had ordered and prepared the Passover supper. When it grew dark, he reclined at table with the twelve. And in the course of the meal, he said, I assure you, one of you is about to betray me. Distressed at this, they began to say to him, one after another, surely it is not I, Lord. He replied, the man who has dipped his hand into the dish with me is the one who will hand me over. The Son of Man is departing, as Scripture says of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. Better for him if he had never been born. Then Judas, his betrayer, spoke. Surely it's not I, Rabbi. Jesus answered, It is you who have said it. During the meal, Jesus took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to his disciples. Take this and eat it, he said. This is my body. Then he took a cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them. All of you must drink from it, he said, for this is my blood, the blood of the covenant, to be poured out in behalf of many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink this fruit of the vine from now until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's reign. The next hymn, "'Twas on that dark, that doleful night," composed by Isaac Watts in the 18th century.
A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane. He said to his disciples, stay here while I go over there and pray. He took along Peter and Zebedee's two sons and began to experience sorrow and distress. Then he said to them, my heart is nearly broken with sorrow. Remain here and stay awake with me. He advanced a little and fell prostrate in prayer. My father, if it is possible to let this cup pass me by, still let it be as you would have it, not as I. And when he returned to his disciples, he found them asleep. He said to Peter, so you could not stay awake with me for even one hour? Be on guard and pray that you may not undergo the test. Then the spirit is willing, but nature is weak. Withdrawing a second time, he began to pray. My father, if this cannot pass me by without my drinking it, your will be done. Once more on his return, he found them asleep. They could not keep their eyes open. He left them again, withdrew somewhat, and began to pray a third time, saying the same words as before. Finally, he returned to his disciples and said to them, Sleep on now, enjoy your rest. The hour is on when the Son of Man is to be handed over to the power of evil men. Get up. Let us be on our way. See, my betrayer is here. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived, accompanied by a great crowd with swords and clubs. They had been sent by the chief priests and elders of the people. His betrayer had arranged to give them a signal, saying, The man I shall embrace is the one. Take hold of him. He immediately went over to Jesus and said to him, Peace, Rabbi, and embraced him. Jesus answered, Friend, do what you are here for. At that moment, they stepped forward to lay hands on Jesus and arrested him. Suddenly, one of those who accompanied Jesus put his hand to his sword, drew it, and slashed at the high priest's servant, cutting off his ear. And Jesus said to him, Put back your sword where it belongs. Those who use the sword are sooner or later destroyed by it. Do you not suppose I can call on my Father to provide at a moment's notice more than 12 legions of angels? But then how could the scriptures be fulfilled, which say it must happen this way? And at the very time Jesus said to the crowd, Am I a brigand that you have come armed with swords and clubs to arrest me? From day to day I sat teaching in the temple precincts, yet you never arrested me. Nonetheless, all this has happened in fulfillment of the writings of the prophets. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. Our next choral response is Go to Dark Gethsemane, composed by James Montgomery in the 19th century.
A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. As soon as it was daybreak, the chief priests with the elders and scribes, that is the whole Sanhedrin, reached a decision. They bound Jesus, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. Pilate interrogated him. Are you the king of the Jews? You are the one who's saying it, Jesus replied. The chief priests, meanwhile, brought many accusations against him. Pilate interrogated him again. Surely you have some answer. See how many accusations there are, they are leveling against you? But greatly to Pilate's surprise, Jesus made no further response. The next choral response is Ah, Holy Jesus by Franz Kruger, composed in the 17th century.
A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. The soldiers now led Jesus away into the hall known as the Praetorium, and at the same time they assembled the whole cohort. They dressed him in royal purple, then wove a crown of thorns and put it on him, and began to salute him, all hail, King of the Jews, continually striking Jesus on the head with a reed and spitting at him. They genuflected before him and pretended to pay him homage. And when they had finished mocking him, they stripped him of the purple, dressed him in his own clothes, and led him out to crucify him. A man named Simon of Cyrene, the father of Alexander and Rufus, was coming in from the fields, and they pressed him into service to carry the cross. And when they brought Jesus to the side of Golgotha, which means skull place, they tried to give him wine drugged with myrrh, but he would not take it. Then they crucified him and divided up his garments by rolling dice for them to see what each should take. It was about nine in the morning when they crucified him. The inscription proclaiming his offense read, The king of the Jews, with him they crucified two insurgents, one at his right and one at his left. People going by kept insulting him, tossing their heads and saying, Ha ha, so you are going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Save yourself now by coming down from that cross. The chief priests and the scribes also joined in and jeered. He saved others, but he cannot save himself. Let the Messiah, the King of Israel, come down from that cross here and now so that we can see it and believe in him. The men who had been crucified with him likewise kept taunting him. Our next hymn is a traditional African-American hymn. Were you there when they crucified my Lord?
A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. From noon onward, there was darkness over the whole land until mid-afternoon. Then toward mid-afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud tone, Eli, Eli, lema sabachthani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This made some of the bystanders who heard it remark, he is invoking Elijah. Immediately one of them ran off and got a sponge. He soaked it in cheap wine and sticking it on a reed, tried to make him drink. Meanwhile, the rest said, leave him alone. Let's see whether Elijah comes to his rescue. Once again, Jesus cried out in a loud voice and then gave up his spirit. Suddenly, the curtain of the sanctuary was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth quaked, boulders split, tombs opened. Many bodies of saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And after Jesus' resurrection, they came forth from their tombs and entered the holy city and appeared to many. The centurion and his men who were keeping watch over Jesus were terror-stricken at seeing the earthquake and all that was happening and said, clearly this was the Son of God. The next choral response is Tenebrae Facte Sunt from Tomas Luis de Victoria from the 17th century.
Isaiah. See, my servant shall prosper. He shall be raised high and greatly exalted. Even as many were amazed at him, so marred was his look beyond that of man, and his appearance beyond that of mortals, so shall he startle many nations. Because of him, kings shall stand speechless, for those who have not been told shall see those who have not heard shall ponder it. Who would believe what we have heard? To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up like a sapling before him, like a shoot from the parched earth. There was in him no stately bearing to make us look at him, nor appearance that would attract us to him. He was spurned and avoided by men, a man of suffering, accustomed to infirmity, one of those from whom men hide their faces, spurned when we held him in no esteem. Yet it was our infirmities that he bore, our sufferings that he endured. And while we thought of him as stricken, as one smitten by God and afflicted, but he was pierced for our offenses, crushed for our sins, Upon him was the chastisement that makes us whole. By his stripes, we were healed. The next choral response is My Song is Love Unknown by Samuel Crossman from the 17th century.
Tonight, we have become aware of the darkness that is washing over our world. What darkness? As physical darkness is the absence of light, so spiritual darkness is the absence of love, of justice, of mercy, of life. If we had a globe of the world in which each nation was lighted independent of the others, we would see the light of nation after nation being extinguished before our eyes as violence, injustice, hatred, and a thousand other atrocities darken our world. Genocide in China, the continuing acts of inhuman injustice and violence in Yemen, Afghanistan, and the Ukraine, to name just a few. Blacker than night, this spiritual darkness spreads with the lies of propaganda and the restrictions of human freedom, the persecution of religions. Maybe we're experiencing the truth of an old parable, darkening of our world. There was an old abbot who listened to a group of novices as to how they must resist and defeat the evil in this world and defeat the evil with its own weapons of violence and force. The abbot then took the group of novices and showed them a dark, cold room. He gave each one a staff and told them to go into the room and to beat the darkness out. In a very short time, the novices stumbled out of the room, bruised and bleeding and the room was as dark and cold as ever. Tonight we see this darkness rise its power and attack the light with the weapons of betrayal, false accusations, corrupt authority, and wanton execution. That's what we have just read and heard. But though the light is extinguished, we put our hope on an ember hidden in the ashes. We might learn a powerful lesson from that same abbot in the parable. The abbot then lit one candle and sent the youngest and weakest novice into the room with that single flickering flame. And in an instant, the darkness was extinguished by the light. So this evening, as the darkness descends upon us. Let us remember the power of the light. It is all that is good, bright, just, forgiving, merciful, and loving. For on the third morning, out of the cold and dark of a tomb, light burst forth, extinguishing the darkness of sin and death, of misery and despair, injustice and anguish. Now let us be prepared to follow the light into the heart of darkness and vanquish it with faith, hope, and love, forgiving all offenses and returning good for evil. Let our love of Jesus and of our neighbor be that flickering flame we carry into the darkness that surrounds us. Tonight, light 
is returning to our world. The next choral response is the Pater Noster by the great Italian composer of the 19th century, Giuseppe Verdi.
A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. The next day, the one following the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees called at Pilate's residence. Sir, they said, we have recalled that the imposter, while he was still alive, made the claim, after three days I will rise. You should issue an order having the tomb kept under surveillance until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may go and steal him and tell the people, he's been raised from the dead. This final imposture would be worse than the first. Pilate told them, you have a guard. Go and secure the tomb as best you can. So they went and kept it under surveillance of the guard after fixing a seal to the stone. Our final choral response is The Sepulto Domino by Jan Dismas Elenka from the 18th century.
Let us pray. May the mysteries we have received, O Lord, bring us heavenly medicine, that they may purge all evil from our heart and strengthen us with eternal protection through Christ our Lord.